Hello, welcome to Interdependent Study, our podcast where we engage in the learning and unlearning work for social justice and collective liberation. I'm Damien. And I'm Aaron. Thank you so much for joining us today. For those new to our podcast, Interdependent Study is meant to be a space and community for folks who believe in and want to do the work of social justice. Each week, we'll bring something new to the table and discuss our thoughts and feelings about it through the lenses of who we are and where we can go for a more just society. We want Interdependent Study to be a space where we're always learning with one another. And Aaron, my friend, you're up this week. Mm -hmm. What have you brought to the table today? Yeah, um, I'm bringing the Dream Defenders, the organization, uh, a, a set of papers called the Freedom Papers. Yes. So it's the set of seven visionary sort of documents uh, that imagine a future that's different from the reality that we're living in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's grounded in collective liberation, which is a sense that none of us is free until all of us are. Correct. Uh, and these papers get at seven different but interconnected concerns. Uh, so I just want to lay them all out here for a minute. Yeah, uh, this is the the briefest way possible I could think about to talk about them. Um, so stuff will be left out. Um, I encourage folks to go check them all out. Yeah, um, there's a really cool video tied to each one of them as well. Um, but so here they are. Uh, There's freedom to be, which gets at the way our capitalist economy forces us to make choices that change our lives. Mm -hmm. Then freedom from war, violence, and environmental destruction, which is fairly self-explanatory, but (laughs) emphasizes the way that politicians and corporations create these conditions. Right. Uh, Freedom of movement explores how we're confined by borders and political and economic realities. Mm -hmm. A free, flourishing democracy points out how our election systems aren't free when voting rights are restricted uh, or when corporations can buy their way into influencing politicians and therefore policies. Right. Freedom of mind is about our right to a holistic education grounded in critical thinking, art and wellness. Freedom from poverty lays out our inherent rights to food, shelter, clothing, water, health care, public transit, dignified work, living wages, and the right to form unions to protect ourselves in the workplace. And finally, freedom from police and prisons is all about how police and prisons don't create safety and that we deserve the money from those budget lines to be used for new systems that actually address the roots of the systems that create the need for police and prisons in the first place. There it is. Each paper sets up sort of the situation that we're in, the context, um, the reality. Uh, A lot of them ask then a critical question of whoever the reader is. Right. uh, And then lays out a vision um, or sort of what they say our inherent rights are just as human beings. Yes. Uh, And so there's so much great stuff in these seven papers. Uh, I'm excited to see where our conversation goes today, but uh, yeah, where where do you, where do you want to start? <clears throat> yeah, we were. I'm I, I'm so excited for this. We were texting last night about it, like just how awesome these freedom papers were. I loved every second of reading this yesterday morning. Um, I think this is this is brilliant work yeah. that they've put forward for us, um, and just this incredible resource and, and collection of of dreams for the world that we all deserve, but. Um, quite honestly, we just don't have quite yet, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and you know, as you sort of alluded to, it presented just like this myriad of reasons why that's the case, yeah. um, but also like how we should and what we should do to get there. Um, so I I loved all seven of these. I, I was compelled kind of right out of the gate with the very first paper, um, as you mentioned, it's called Freedom to Be. I think it really sort of 
hit the nail on the head and presented the central thesis or purpose of these papers so well and 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 gave us as readers the context for why these freedom dreams are of such paramount importance, mm-hmm. um, if that makes sense. Like the idea that all of us are impacted by systems and structures that are bigger than us yep. um, and we have to work to end them, right? So they, they name these systems and structures as being things like capitalism, white supremacy, patriarchy, anti-blackness, homophobia, transphobia, uh, ableism, right? Like, and there's, there's so many more that we know of, right? Like all of these things have proven time and time again that they have a tremendous impact on all of us. Um, and, and certainly that they're dangerous, right? Yeah. And yep. that they inhibit the possibility and, and the dream for collective liberation. And I love that you sort of helped define that again. We talk about yep. it so much here. So I'm, I'm glad you did that. I don't know. I, I appreciated that. And and that being sort of the the gateway, the entry point to these papers, right? I, I really like how they referenced um, and referred to the overall work that they're trying to do in general with right. these papers as sort of being our new North Star. Mm-hmm. All right. I think that was and that is just an accurate description of the work that they're doing. And, and it, and it really just made me so glad that we reread these. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, that, that first one freedom to be really does set up the sort of, um, it sets the, the, the ground for the rest of them. Yes. Um, it sets a foundation. Yeah, absolutely. Um, right. So yeah, so I, I want to move us to talk about the Freedom of the Mind paper for a minute. Okay. Um, I think it's so critical for an organization that's based in Florida to be doing this work right mm. now with the fascist turn that DeSantis is taking. Yes. And, you know, they also wrote this well before DeSantis was in uh, the governor's office. Good point. Um, so that's some good I context. Think, yeah, I think they did. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> or maybe right around that same time. Yeah. Certainly you know. well before he has sort of yeah. carved himself out to be the fascist that he is. Right. Um, and the points made in Freedom of Mind, I think, are true in a very broad sense. Uh, and then when you consider what is happening in Florida, it's even more pointed. Yeah. Um, and given the sort of whatever that timeline might be, it's become more relevant over time, too. Um, which is interesting because, you know, stuff just doesn't happen that way always. Right. Um, but they point out the ways that curricula have been bled dry of any meaning really um that teachers must dig in their their own pockets to make Mm. a difference um they get at the ways that schools are underfunded across our country and they envision a different world Um, they close by saying quote by virtue of being born each of us has the absolute right to fully funded free public education that fosters critical thinking art and wellness from pk pre-k through college yeah the end of standardized testing and raises for all public school teachers and that's a world I want to live in like that one where we are thinking fully about what it is our education system is teaching and like just sort of going full throttle, full throttle for critical thinking for people being able to express themselves through art and people being able to focus on wellness for whatever, however wellness works for them. Yes. Right. Like all of those things, if we start there and we get somewhere, really great we get somewhere really great yeah. yeah i mean i i i fully agree i think you're right like to name the idea that it's 
It's a world you want to live in. It's absolutely our world I want to live in, too. It's a world that we all deserve to live in, right? Um, mm -hmm. So I, I, I'm glad you brought this one up. I was also really drawn to the Freedom of Mind paper, and I, I'm sure that's partially because, you know, we're educators, <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Um, and, and also partially because of exactly what you talked about and what we've certainly talked about here on the podcast as it relates to what's happening in Florida, right, today, right? What's happening yeah. with DeSantis today, right? The 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 dream defenders in that in that paper also opened it by talking about sort of the triple jeopardy situation we have in our schools mm -hmm. right now. And I thought that was sort of, it was fascinating to, to read that and to like kind of sit with that. Uh, yeah. Uh, because it's hard to hear, right? That, yeah. uh, so there's so about, much clarity in the way that so they much talk clarity. about it. Yes. Yeah. Right. The way they just name it and mm -hmm. sort of bam, put it there. Right. Yeah. So this triple jeopardy situation is, you know, our students are getting killed and arrested in schools, right? You think about all the mass shootings mm -hmm. that we're ha that are happening in schools, and we seemingly cannot figure out a way to deal with that, right? And students are also getting arrested. We talk about the school to prison pipeline, right? Yep. So that's one jeopardy. the The second is um, that there isn't sort of proper investment in our educational system across the board and in our students, right? Certainly in this idea of you know we're not paying our teachers well, you know, at all, um, mm -hmm. right? So there's no real true proper investment. And then the last is this idea that the that there's like a miseducation happening for so many of yes. our students as well, right, across the country. And to me, it's just so difficult to sort of watch and see that happen in our schools and, and with our children, you know, especially as we talk about the world that we want to see, because that world <laughs> includes these children who will eventually grow up, right? <laughs> you yes. know? Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised that uh, you brought this one up, that it stood out to me, that it would be a topic of conversation for us, because I think... You know, it really speaks, I think, to the gravity of how important the vision for and the work related to education is as we yeah. have these kinds of conversations, right? You know? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, I think there was so much good stuff in that and the, the clarity that they spoke there, I think, um, that we that we just talked about, I think is true across all of them. Well, I actually wanted to jump back to freedom to be. Okay. Um, because there's a question that they ask in the middle of the paper that um, I think is designed to stop you from moving any further yeah. until you sit with it for a little bit. Um, so the question is, ask yourself, who would you be if money wasn't a concern? Who would you be with if work wasn't a concern? Where would you live? What would you do? Hmm. And it points out how much of our decisions in our lives are driven by whether or not we can survive comfortably yes. with those decisions. Yes. Um, how many of us have stuck it out in bad working conditions just because we didn't know what would happen if we quit and no longer had that income? Yes. Like how true is that for so many people mm -hmm. um, across the country, across across the globe? Um you know, we have to earn a living to have a place to live and to earn a living, we have to negotiate what we actually value. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we have to sort of uh, violate our own personal values in order to earn that check to have a place 100%. to live. 100%. Uh, yeah. And so <clears throat> having to negotiate all of that, I think, is something that we don't think about a lot because that's just what you do. Mm -hmm. um, and so I really appreciate that this was here to make us stop and think about the ways that we have to you know, negotiate our values with our work um, to be able to feel safe and yeah. have a place to go. Yeah. Uh, and and what is that? What does it mean to participate in that way? Um, I think all of those things are, are really great, important questions for us to sit with. Um, 
because thinking about what will we do if money isn't a concern is an ex important exercise for us individually, but it also brings us to the point that our economic system is set up in a way that prevents us from being who we are Absolutely. in a lot of ways. Um, we have to make choices that that limit um, what it is that we could choose to do. Absolutely. Yeah. It also makes me think about just sort of the idea of uh, the ideas of wealth and capitalism in our society now and sort of, you know, we have these sort of ultra, what is the word, ultra billionaires, I don't, whatever that word is. I mean, just mm -hmm. the, the extreme rich, right? But you have people, a large swath of the population, really, just sort of living paycheck to paycheck, really yeah. not able to make ends meet. And or, and or if they are, as you talk about, right, like making decisions that go against really what their dreams are, what their values are, right? What right. you could do if you ask yourself, those pointed questions that they that they ask so brilliantly in that yeah. in that paper i i love that i <laughs> this is so difficult because you know there's so much i think we could talk about from all of these papers right mm -hmm. um i almost texted you last night to say like we need to just do a second episode about this mm -hmm. because there's mm -hmm. we we could spend time really diving in um to, to each of those so uh to each of them um the other thing that stood out to me, I'll pick one more, the Freedom from <laughs> War, Violence, and Environmental Destruction paper. Yeah. I, I, I didn't think <laughs> I didn't think this would be one as I read the titles that I would I was like, oh, I'm gonna talk about that one. But I am because I, I had to I sort of sat and processed their incredible thinking and what what they presented. Um you know, and I, and I hope I can articulate this in a coherent way, but, you know, what they presented was just how interconnected these ideas of war, violence, capitalism and, and, and corruption are. Mm -hmm. Right. And how these things have had such have had and have such a tremendously negative impact on people both here at home in this country as well as abroad. Right. And right. so um, I highlighted this piece. And so I want to just read their brilliant words to you. So, quote, Wars happen when the wealthy determine it and we're always the ones destroyed by them. Corporations use war to make money, whether it be to take the resources at once from another country or to destroy people and places that refuse to follow the program. At home, there are wars on the poor, on women, on the, quote, weak, the other, uh, and on the family have devastated us and normalized the notion that violence between us is common and required, mm -hmm. right? And then later on, they say this, quote, corporations, lawmakers, and lobbying groups like the NRA use the majority of our federal budget to wage war at home and abroad while telling us they don't have enough for schools, libraries, food stamps, and housing. The U.S. government spends nearly nine times more on war than it does on education, housing, and health care, and over 20 times more than it does on unemployment. These wars are waged in the name of our safety, but they don't keep us safe. Yep. I mean, just cold stone facts and truth there, mm -hmm. right? I think it's just a, it was a, uh, and you know, these papers aren't very long, right? So it's a, just oh. this brilliant and accurate summation of the impact of, of these things, these war, violence, capitalism, corruption on all of us and, and why it's so important that we think about it, why it's. Um, been something that has inhibited our ability to get to the places that we want to be to achieve collective liberation, right? Yep. Um, I, I, it was brilliant. Mm -hmm. Yeah, all, all of them were great. Um, and I really like the way that they um, they connected all those pieces that you, you mentioned there, I think is, um, I don't know, just so so well done. Yes. Um, that, 
yeah, I appreciated reading through all of this. Um, but let's let's shift our conversation here. Let's talk about how this applies to our everyday lives. Okay. Um, so there's so much concise sharp political analysis here of the Mm -hmm. systems that seem to rule our lives Mm -hmm. and how they're intertwined with each other, as we just mentioned. Yeah. Um, So for me, this is a collection of positions that creates a vision for a world that works for everyone. Mm. Um, And I think this kind of visioning is important for um, ourselves to think about how it is that we could fit into something like this, um, how it is we fit into this world that they're envisioning, yeah. um, how it is we fit into the work to get to that world that we're, that they're envisioning, mm. um, but also for like organizations. You think about ah. this is their vision, yeah. um, and a lot of organizations would have a similar vision, but they have their own sort of North Star that they're following yes. too. So how, how is it that that those other organizations that aren't the dream defenders, you know, hundreds of them, yes. uh, thousands, thousands. Um, yeah. How what what is what does their vision look like? Yeah. Um, so yeah, what is it that we actually need? Mm. Um, who mm-hmm. would we be without the pressures of our current economy? And then when we have that vision, how do we move toward it? How do we create that reality? Um, and it's way easier to say this than to do it. Yes. But that's my application for today. Is like creating we all have visions for the world that we deserve so let's 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 uh let's state them yeah yeah let's lean into them too Mm -hmm. right like i love that idea that like this is a really great way or this is a they have set a vision for us right so if you're lost if you don't have sort of the language of the a place to start like this is a great place to start and a place for us individually as you say but also for organizations as well right and so um, yeah, I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, f- for me, I couldn't help but be drawn to the ideas and the demands that the Dream Defenders presented in each of the Freedom Papers. Mm-hmm. And you alluded to this at the top, right? Like in each paper, they talk about the rights that all of us should have and deserve. Um, and I think these statements and and these rights that they laid out are absolutely some powerful application from yeah. from this, right? And what we need to have ingrained in our minds and continuously guiding the why behind the work that we do. So yeah. um, I wanted to just name all of them because I think they're they're worthy of, of mention. So it's the right to become our greatest potential, the right to live free of and from violence, the right to live where we want to live um, in order to find adequate housing, food, water, uh, and, a, and live a full life. Um, the right to vote in open elections and have the access to do so. Um, the right to, and you mentioned this one, the right to a fully funded, free, public, and well-rounded education with well-paid teachers. Uh, the right to all those basic needs you mentioned, right? Adequate food, shelter, clothing, water, health care, public transportation, dignified work, living wages, access to unions. Um, and then lastly, the right to people-centered, humane justice and an end to the current criminal punishment system as it exists today, right? right. I mean, I think, you know, it's again, it's how each of these papers ends is just naming in bold, <laughs> naming these rights um, as sort of undeniable rights that folks should have um, if we're ever going to get to that place. Yeah. Um, and I thought they were all, you know, especially after the, all the um, all of the work they did to talk about each of these uh, sort of visions, right? It was a beautiful way to end them all. So I, yeah. I think they are they are absolutely the application for me. Yeah, because the um, I think that's a good point that the the sharp 
very clear critical like analysis oh, yes. of our situation was then followed with very real like sort of broad rights mm -hmm. of, of what it is we deserve yes. and that's um yeah that that the bookend of that i think is important um and the, the crazy thing is like none of those rights are outlandish no by any stretch of the imagination right like mm -hmm. nothing that i name there like people should have adequate housing right like right. The, like some of them are so basic but as we know so many folks don't have these basic mm -hmm. things these basic rights and it's and it's a shame, right? So yeah. uh, I, I also appreciated that, that none of them, you know, it wasn't like we're naming these <laughs> basic rights and, oh, by the way, everyone should also have a Ferrari, right? Like it wasn't anything crazy in there. No. Yeah. Um, so I just wanted to say that too. Absolutely. Um, all right. Well, so we've talked about freedom papers. We've talked about how they apply to our lives. Let's talk about homework. Okay. Um, what will we do to continue to learn about this beyond our conversation today? I think mine's connected to my application a little bit. Okay. Um, and it's it's pretty brief. I want to look around at other organizations um, and see what their version of these freedom papers are. Okay. Um, like what else is out there? What's the vision that other organizations have for the world we need to build? Um, you know, how do they lay out the what the what are those rights that they lay out and how does that look? Um so yeah, that's that's where I want to go with my homework for this week. I love it. I yeah. love it. More more work um, to be done. Um, I was thinking for homework that I want to. I think these were so brilliant. <laughs> I mm -hmm. think I loved these freedom papers. So um, if you're listening, please check them out. I want to figure out how I can share them more broadly within my sphere of influence. Um, I think there's a lot that we all can gain from these papers and and what that might do as we continue to fight for and demand. Um, what we need to see. Uh, I'm also super excited just to do the work to learn more from the other initiatives that the, the Dream Defenders do, right? There's yeah. a lot, they're doing a lot of work around student debt relief, uh, voter registration, voter rights, public safety, uh, and so much more. And so I think there's a lot to learn from their efforts and certainly their, you know, focusing on Florida, right? Mm -hmm. um, but there's a lot to learn especially given all that's happening in Florida. I want to figure out what it is they're doing, how I might support that. Um, and, and again, just sort of broadly see what I can learn from them. Yeah. They recently had a day of action called can't ban us. Yes. Um, so they're, they're doing a lot currently. Yes. Um, we shared that on our social media. Yeah. So that, yes. Brilliant stuff. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, Damien, you're up next week. Uh, what do you bring to the table in the next episode? I am. Uh, well, Aaron, first yep. of all, first mm -hmm, of all, mm -hmm, I'm, mm -hmm. and for folks listening, I'm really kind of geeked that I get to say this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but next week is going to be our 100th episode. Sure is. Isn't that sure wild? Is. Yeah. That's incredible. 100. I'm, it's a whole century. It's a Wait, whole. <laughs> is that? That's not right. That's not how any of this works. <laughs> so it's our 100th episode. If you've been listening since the beginning, uh, I'm going to say it. We love you. We appreciate you. Thank you so much. Um, and I uh, I love you, sir. Uh, I'm, I'm glad we're doing this. Mm -hmm. um, so for our 100th episode next week, wild. Um, I'm bringing a book to the table for us to talk about. Um, and I don't know if we mentioned this back when we read our last book, but um, you had this great idea that we should read more books and yeah. let's figure out a way to do that. And so we're trying to, we're hoping to read and talk about one book a month this year on the podcast, yeah. uh, which is pretty exciting. So last month you brought 
Dr. Robin D.G. Kelly's Freedom Dreams to the table. Uh, so March is my month. Uh, so I'm bringing a book called As Black as Resistance, Finding the Conditions for Liberation. Uh, it's written by Zoe Samudza, Samudza, uh, uh and William C. Anderson. Um, and it also has a really great forward written by the one and only Miriam Kaba. Um, so um, I've already finished the book. I finished it earlier mm-hmm. this week. I was at a conference, had some downtime. It was great. Uh, and I can tell you it's really, really good. Uh, so I can't wait for it to be next week. Um, but let me just read the description of the book from their website, AK Press's website. So, quote, over the course of the United States history, resistance against oppression and the gains made from various struggles for everyone's equality have often been black led. However, liberal politics and the lack of strong leftist political power are two problems impeding the continued progress of black America. Expanding on their original essay, The Anarchism of Blackness, Samudzi and Anderson make the case for a new program of transformative politics for black Americans, one rooted in an anarchist framework likened to the black experience itself. This is not a compromising book that negotiates with intolerance. As Black as Resistance is a declaration for everyone who is ready to continue progressing towards liberation for all people. Mm. So uh, I think that was a great description. Uh, Good job, AK Press or whoever wrote that. Uh, And I'm super excited to chat about it. I think it's going to be a great 100th episode for us next week. (laughs) It is. Yeah, the book is really great. Um, Excited to talk about it more next week. Very good. All right. So with that, we want to thank you for joining us today and for listening to Interdependent Study. You know what I'm going to ask you to do, but in case you forgot, please follow, leave a rating and review, share our podcast with the people in your life, follow us on social media, sign up for our email list to get notified about any new things we got going on behind the scenes. Yes. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, it's not about us, but it is about us. And we'll talk to you next week. (laughs) 